Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad to have you here today. We've got a really good topic that connects with every single person out there. And by the way, this is Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, and you're listening to Transformational Energy Leadership coming to you from the heartland of America. Now, during the show and over the commercial breaks, I encourage you to go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. You can also contact me at mwolsey.com at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can find me on this platform, that's voiceamerica.com, under the Empowerment Channel, and I'm on social media, LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, so today's show, it's about the importance and the value for all leaders becoming a master mentor. And my guest today, her name is Candace Kelly. She and I will discuss the difference between being a coach and a mentor, because there is a difference there, how to leverage social media in this digital age of technology, and also explore the underpinnings of what really motivates high achievers, among other things. And so here's a little bit more about my guest. Candace is a speaker and a coach who's committed to helping diverse entrepreneurs create financial security and inner peace for themselves and their families. She is the host of Mental Cement. It's a podcast, and she uses her platform to inspire millennials to ditch the nine to five and create true social change. And she is an inspiring tiny house owner and believes that courage is the most valuable skill one can cultivate. So, Candice, welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. Dr. Matthew, thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to speak to you all. We're, we're, we're happy to pick your brain today. You know, before we even get into mentorship, you were early in your career and you're an entrepreneur. What motivated you to get into entrepreneurship? That's a great question. And I am pretty young, finishing up my degree at university, and I really always had that bug, as some call it, for entrepreneurship, because growing up, my father has always been one to, we never read kids', kids books as a child, we read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right, uh, The mm-hmm. Millionaire Next Door, so I always had that seed rolling around, and when you're younger, you just believe anything is possible, so I never really lost that, that optimism, and I think it really cemented for me as I was going through my time in college, and I did an internship that was absolutely terrible. Everyone was miserable. They would email me at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, wanting things by, you know, 9, 8 a.m. It was just really rough, and no one was happy. Everyone was overworked. And I was seeing these people that were 30, 40 years my elder in the places that I thought I wanted to be, and I said, man, there's there's literally has to be something else out there. And so it brought me back to the things my father taught me when I was younger. And I wanted to showcase people that I didn't see myself in business. So I wanted to see more women. I wanted to see more racial diversity. I wanted to see just all varieties of people that were doing big things because it seemed like Forbes only showed once you hit that millionaire mark or more. But there was never 
step between that. And I knew there had to be, you know, you first have to make a dollar before you can make a million. So that was kind of my goal when I started my podcast and started doing coaching was how do we take someone from zero to that very first dollar, right? And that really has been a game changer for me. And so I really am thrilled to be a part of it. Definitely isn't easy, but I've noticed that as I've gotten to talk to more entrepreneurs, gotten to meet more people, everyone has a very similar story of getting to that point where they're just like, well, there has to be more out there. There has to be more to life. Mm -hmm. And there is, and I think the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship, even though it's tricky, there's no one size fits all, but it's such an engaging community. People are so grateful. I've gotten so many events where people say, hey, come as my guest. Come learn. Let me introduce you to this person. And once you really take that step, it really lets you forge your own path. You can do anything you want to do. There's literally nothing that you can't do. It's just having the courage, which like you mentioned in the intro, is one thing that I really, really hold on to, having that courage to start, to be okay with the uncertainty, to not have that clear path, but to go for it anyway. And I'm a, I'm a very competitive person, so I love the challenge, and it's been really rewarding for me. And that's why I have you here today too. I can just feel your energy, and I'm I'm excited to to hear hear this. And you know, <clears throat> when you and I were talking about what what we would focus on for this, it is mentorship. And oftentimes, people use the terms coaching and mentorship interchangeably. And you know, they both serve very different purposes. They're both quite valuable. From your perspective, talk with the, about the difference between coaching and mentoring. Definitely. So when I started out, I really was pretty ignorant to the coaching space. I only knew traditional therapy, and I knew that wasn't a route for me. And I'd had mentors at different stages in my life. And so I sought out mentorship. But what I quickly realized was that it wasn't quite what I was looking for. They're both important, but just like you said, they serve different roles. So in my opinion, and what I found is that what coaches do best is they help you achieve or overcome in one specific area. And that's the key, right? Because you can get a weight loss coach, a financial coach, um, a relationship coach, a media coach, right? Pretty much for anything you can think of. There's someone that specializes in that one specific area, and they're really there to help you achieve something, right? When, you, when I hired my first coach, he was training me on you know, all of the fundamentals, how to actually use language to influence all of those important aspects, NLP. And we were talking about, okay, what do I want to focus on? And I'd heard the term, you know, life coaching. So I said, okay, yeah, life, that sounds great. But as we were talking, it's not necessarily the best idea to just be life in the sense of broad, right? Because life has a lot of different aspects. And so it's almost impossible for you to be very laser-focused at every single aspect of life, but you can commit yourself and become known in one space. And so with coaches, they're very personal, right, a lot more personal than just therapy. You meet with them, they'll get to know you. You consider them like a friend, and they provide that guidance and help you reach a specific outcome. And that's one of the things that really excites me about it because, when you first start, you set your goals and you track them and they hold you accountable, right? And they make sure 
that you're going to get them. It'd be like hiring a personal trainer. It's different from following someone on Instagram and being inspired by their journey versus hiring someone to help you get the results that you want. When you pay a coach, what you're paying for is the accountability and the transformation, and you're committing through that payment to do the work in order to get there because coaches won't do it for you, but what they can do is hold you accountable, be that friend, help you avoid those pitfalls that they've seen time and time again versus a mentor is more of a role model. It's a model. It's something that I had younger in my father, right? He showed me, hey, here are the ropes. He had some coworkers that mentored me. And what they do is they're kind of like <laughs> a life coach in a sense, uh, but they're more of something that you can aspire to in character. Like that's how I think of a mentor, someone that I like the way they operate. This person is very honest. I feel I can trust them. They have family values. They offer something that I aspire to as a person. And so that's how I think of mentors. And that they're admirable in character. And they don't have to be someone you know personally. That's one of the beautiful things. And I know we'll talk in a little bit about social media. But that's one of the beautiful things about this new age is that you can have mentors where you listen to their podcast or you watch them on YouTube or you follow them on Instagram. And it's someone where you can learn lessons that they've learned, right? Kind of like the Yoda, right? There's someone who has those broad overarching themes that help you in life. Um, you can know them personally as well and they can help you, give you guidance, but it won't be as turn by turn, play by play as you would have with a coach. So I think that it's important to have them both, right? You want, like, for instance, I have a coach with business and I have a mentor. Um, and the mentor, you know, decided that, hey, I'm, I'm somewhat like a, a younger version or earlier version of herself. And so she offered, hey, let me help you. Let's get on a call, you know, once a month or so and see how you're doing. See what questions you have, what roadblocks. Versus a coach, we have our schedule. We have accountability. I have my assignments, right? And so it's really a little bit more laser-focused. But the mentorship and coaching work hand-in-hand so that you're supported as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yes, mentors serve a very valuable role. And I I know that they... Mentors are also good at, at looking for those teachable moments. You know, in fact, there's some research by Kuzes and Posners who say that they advise mentors to really look for those teachable moments, you know, in order to expand and, and realize the potentialities of the people and the organizations that they lead. And it really, you know, it underlines their personal credibility because credibility is it's just real key for people to follow and to respect and admire very, you know, to admire individuals who are in leadership roles and so that quality mentoring it's a skill and it's something we should do you know in fact i was reading a forbes magazine article yesterday and they highlighted some research from a payroll company that went out and surveyed a thousand people why do you leave your job and there were three top ones and money was at the very i don't even think money made the top three I, i believe it was lack of training and development and so forth but they said the number one reason why they leave organizations is when they feel like they're organization disrespects them and and is disingenuous. And what you're talking about here is if all leaders adopt and take on this role of being a mentor, that can really counteract that very reason why people leave organizations. Would would you agree? 
Definitely, 100%. And I think it's important to see someone, right? One of the reasons I decided to go into entrepreneurship is in the field I was going into, I didn't see anyone that I aspired to be like. And so if I had a mentor that said, hey, you know, that was positive, outgoing, that showed me the ropes, that gave me some of their tricks and tips and helped me succeed overall, I think I would have had a much better outlook in that internship experience. And I think that's true for a lot of organizations today. The ones that are thriving are the ones that are people-first cultures. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. You know, when you think about it, you just step back. What would you say are the positive net results for mentoring? Definitely. I think mentoring, as a start, it gives you something to aspire to, right? Because it gives you a starting place to say, wow, like, Bill is really achieving, but also I can do this too. It gives you that hope, that excitement, that that energy. That's something that's really important to me. And also, I think it helps you keep things in perspective. A mentor has most likely been where you've been, done something that you've done before. And so they can help you if you're really struggling in in understanding and thinking about something, even the concept. Sometimes they help you understand just how it fits into the bigger picture because if you're just starting out or you're newer, you may not have that knowledge or wisdom to see how does what I'm doing or how does making connections fit in with everything that the organization's doing as a whole. And so that mentor can help you to be able to make those connections as well. You know, and underpinning, so much of what you're talking about there, too, is there's this, you know, studies show that simply having a mentor relationship, it has a stronger impact on attitude. So it really adds this nice psychological support for a person as well. And it's, like you said, too, there's that great connection there. I tell you what, Candace, we're getting close to break, and I, I you alluded to it earlier. I want to get into this conversation around how do you connect in this digital age? Because we're all dealing with it. We're all on our phones. We're on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and everything else. How, how can we leverage all those types of things to help in building those relationships? So I want to get into that and tell you what, since we're close to a break now, when we come back, let's do that. So for everyone out there listening, go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com. And we will be back here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time 
on Voice America Empowerment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. So today I'm talking with Candace Kelly, the founder of Mental Cement, an organization committed to entrepreneurship and coaching. And before the break, we were talking about entrepreneurship and the difference between mentoring and coaching and also the need for making that human connection through mentorship that really leads to a positive psychological support in a way. And so Candace, before the break, we said, all right, it's time. We're going to talk about why are mentors more important than ever in this digital age? The beautiful thing about the Internet is that we are, have more access to information within the past 30, 40 years than we did in the past hundreds of years, right? It's so easy to get information. But the flip side is that sometimes all of that information can make it harder for us to access our humanity, Internet trolls, internet bullying is rampant, you know, scams, clickbait. There are so many things that balance out all of the advantages that the internet has. And so with this age where everything is fast, we want things instant, especially in the younger generations. We're used to even our food can show up at our door without us getting off the couch, right? And so we are used to just seeing results and we haven't had that pain of the process. And so as we're transitioning into our careers, it's not something where we can get in in three months and just become the CEO of a company. And and that's something that has a culture shock to a lot of people. And so we need someone to walk us through that process, someone that can show us, hey, this is the right path that can help guide us. And like you said, help us keep our spirits up as we're going through that transition. And mentorship really allows us to not only connect with our humanity, but to have someone there with us, to guide us through that process and to really not only give us information, but to give us that context. And that sometimes can be missing if we're just using the information that's given to us online. Mm-hmm. So then how can we leverage, when you think about social media that's out there, how can we leverage it to make meaningful connections with potential mentors? Definitely. This is one of my favorite topics because I've personally used a lot of these strategies to begin to build my own business. So I'll start with an example for you. So the very first time I said, hmm, I think I want to do a podcast. I didn't know what it was. I didn't have any clue how to do it. And I needed to find guests. And so what I did was I scrolled through Instagram. I started looking up different hashtags. I looked up things that were similar to what I was interested in, entrepreneurship, 
uh, female leaders, right? I looked for people in my area because I had access to them. And then I would go, and a lot of people had their email address listed on their Instagram account or on their LinkedIn account. So I'd email them, hey, I'm a college student. I love this, that, and that about your page. I love how you share so much about your family and be so authentic. I love how you've won these awards, but you still can make a joke or two. And I would... I wouldn't just straight up say, hey, do this for me, but I talk about them. I let them know that, hey, I've done some research, and I actually care about your mission. And that helped me get about a 75% response rate with emails. And that's how I booked my first couple of podcasts. And people were excited that, you know, oh, wow, this person has taken an interest. They've done their homework, and they've reached out to me. So for my advice to others would be, if you already have a platform, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram are some of the common ones. Look for people who are doing things that you want to be doing or that you think would make a great mentor, that have a character that aligns with your values and morals. And then reach out to them with something meaningful, something substantial, because that truly stands out. Right? Because so, so many things are just either spam or emojis. But if you send something that says, hey, I love your work in X, Y, and Z, and ask questions. That's the biggest way I've gotten responses is I'll usually start with the question. Hey, I love this. I'm curious. What, what are some of the books that you read that led you to have this insight? People love talking about themselves. And so that's really been one of the key strategies is once I get people talking about themselves, the natural progression is, oh, what are you up to? How can I help you? Absolutely. I, I just want to highlight, too, as I was listening to you speak, for, for all the leaders out there, when you're thinking about <clears throat> how to make connections with this next generation, and Candace, we're going to talk about that, too, a little bit later, but some of the things that you just said really stood out to me, and that is authenticity is key, having a mission, when people can see you, the mission that you have, and being meaningful, those three things really jumped out at me. And so I just wanted to highlight that, Candace, that I don't know if you realize that you said those things, but they're really, really key for everyone to make those connections. And that's so important. You know, when I was listening to you also, this brings up another concept, and it's called blended learning. And I'm not sure, or, or blended mentoring, rather, that in this day and age, there can be that personal interaction if you and I were in the same space and time together, but also digital and social media allows us to have a relationship where we don't have to be next to each other. So there's that really great concept there of, of blended mentoring. Um, you know, another angle to mentorship that I'm seeing with my clients is this concept of what's called reverse mentoring or reverse mentorship. Mm-hmm. That's where le- leaders, you know, they're, they're mentored by younger people and they're or, or more, even more novice employees. Have you seen this or have you seen it work or been around it? Definitely. I think that is a huge newer trend is having kind of that reverse mentorship. And I think it's so important for a couple of ways. Um, One is that one of the biggest advantages that the younger generation has is um, we don't have what I've heard referred to as the curse of knowledge, right? So we still... We don't have any 
limitations because we don't know all the rules yet. We don't know all the rules. We don't know all the processes. So we don't have that stuck in the status quo mentality. So that allows us to be a little bit more innovative, to find solutions, whereas someone who's been doing the same thing for 50 years, they're used to their processes. So they know because they've seen what is possible. They know the limits, whereas someone new coming in and taking a look at a problem will say, well, what if we just do that? And if you ask everyone else, they'll say, well, that's crazy. That's impossible. But because we don't know what's impossible, we just figure out a way to make it happen because we still believe that it is possible. So I think mm-hmm. it definitely is working. And I've seen it in my own life. I've had the pleasure of coaching um, people who have PhDs or people who are on their third company or, you know, 20, 40 years my elder. And they always say, wow, I've never... One of the main things that when I ask them, you know, why me? What is it about me that allows you to choose me? And they say, you just have this fresh perspective. You think about things in a way that I never would have been able to think about them or I never would have thought was something that is actually feasible or viable. And so I think that's one of the biggest advantages. And I love that you brought up the curse of knowledge. All of us, as we keep progressing in our lives and career, that it's that curse of knowledge that will pull us back. You bring up such a poignant point there. There's something else I was thinking about, too. When I was advancing in my career and I got up into management and senior management, the farther up you go – the fewer resources you have to tap into, you know, for a coach or for for mentoring and so forth. And one thing that I learned, I was at a conference, was this concept called peer mentoring. And it was awesome because what, what we did, I took that back to my organization and I grabbed a, a group of peers. We were all at the same level, senior managers, and there were six of us, seven of us, and we would have monthly calls. And we had some guidelines that we would get together and it was not – to to get together and complain or anything like that. It was more of here's a, here's the challenge that I've got, and to w- learn from each other about how to do that without you know violating you know confidentiality or things like that. And it was just another way of having mentoring with our peers, and it it helped add another perspective, which worked really, really well. So that's something else I just want to throw out there. You know, Candace, I want to bring up. Because, you know, I talk about transformation on my show and there are some core principles about being a transformational leader that really must come into play for you to be a transformational leader. And, and let me just share this real quickly. There's one that's called ideal, idolized influence. And what that means is, you know, you walk the talk and you do the right thing. So that's the first one is idealized influence. The next one is inspirational motivation. And that's where you align your goals and the needs of the followers with the vision resulting in action. So everything's all in alignment there. The third one is individualized consideration. And that's the ability to connect with each follower for the leader to do that, which means engaging on a personal level, not just having the hierarchical structure, if you will. Then the fourth one is intellectual stimulation, challenging followers to think differently, to innovate, to to ask hard questions. So if you've got those four things in play, transformation's going to happen. So when you think about mentorship, I believe it completely fits into all of this. How have you seen mentorship result in transformation? Absolutely. I would 100% agree with you. And I believe that mentorship allows you to question your normal, which is the first step to really becoming something extraordinary. And I think even when talking about 
transformation, I think it's such a broad concept that many people struggle to even conceptualize what that is and what that looks like. And when you have that mentor and you're saying, okay, they have this idolized influence, they are able to do the things that I'd like to do, they reflect their values and morals, they inspire me to take action towards something, even if I'm not quite sure what it would look like for me, they, they really connect with me and understand, right? They care about my pain. That's one thing that we really can understand if someone empathizes with us. It allows us to connect with them even further. And they, they have us question our normal. They ask us those hard questions. They ask us things that we don't usually ask ourselves, that we can't see about ourselves. And so what that does is a lot of times the transformation starts internally and then shows up externally. And I definitely have seen this happen working um, with clients, working with people. When you start to shift ever so slightly, your worldview changes. And one of the beautiful things is I've learned this concept that the brain can't unknow something. So once you realize that, oh, if I use this language, it can make me feel more empowered. Or if I, you know, assert myself in a certain way, I can command attention. You, you start to notice all these little things in the environment that you haven't noticed before. And so as you gain the experience from these other mentors, you're able to use that to shift fundamentally shift the way that you see the world, the way that you interact, the way that you show up. And it's not something that usually you don't even notice it yourself, right? When I first got into personal development, I didn't really notice it. I noticed little things would happen. And then as I got deeper into it, people would say, wow, you, you speak differently. You show up. You have this glow about you. And because it was happening bit by bit and happening to me, I didn't even see it. It was having all the people around me, all the relationships around me started to change and shift. And they noticed my transformation because they were seeing it from the outside because I had done all that work on the inside with the mentors, with the coaches, and with the personal development. Fantastic. I love the way that you phrase that. It causes you to question your normal and they care about your pain. What a great connection to make with someone. Tell you what, we have a caller on hold. So what we'll do is we'll go to a commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll kick it off with a conversation with one of our listeners. So for everyone out there, we're going coming up on break. So we'll be back here on the other side in about two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and from the inside out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. 
Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And here we are. Today, my guest, Candace Kelly, and I have been talking about mentorship and arguably... I firmly believe this is a core competency every leader must embrace to make transformation happen in their organizations. Now, Candace, before the break, I told you we've got a caller on hold. Her name is Lorna. She's in Denver. And I'm going to ask Lorna, welcome back to the show. Hi, Matt. Hello, Candace. Hi, how are you? I am doing great, and I have to start by saying I am so impressed with how well you handle the interview and how uh, wonderfully you speak, and uh, real real credit to your profession, and uh, especially, I'm sure you get this all the time for someone so young, I am really heartened by your story, how your dad uh, was your role model, and uh, made an impression on you around entrepreneurship, and admittedly, Candace, I am probably much closer to your dad's age than your age. So here's my question for you. I recently went to meet with a prospective new client. My sponsor was there, and she was making the introductions, and uh, afterward, we debriefed, and she said, you handled everything beautifully, but could I give you a tip? Sure. She said, when you describe yourself as a technology Neanderthal, you age yourself and you don't need to do that. She said, I think it connotes laziness. Um, I will be honest with you, Candace, of everything that I went through in a really wonderful pursuit for my business, that one has stuck with me for weeks. And I'm thrilled to have a chance to ask you the question, what advice do you Give someone like me, or do you give to your dad? Mm. That's a great question. And just to make sure I'm understanding, I'm asking what advice around technology or around the phrase or just around how to present yourself with this competency? Yeah, I think it's really around, um, you know, you're, you're the mentor for the mentors, if you will. You're, mm. you're talking about, uh, with Matt here, really helping people of all uh, you know business generations. So I'm really looking for your thoughtful. What what would you change, or um, or what would you advise? So I don't age myself. Got you. Well, that's a beautiful question, and I appreciate your vulnerability in asking that. 
um, because I know um, age, especially for women, is such a taboo topic to discuss mm-hmm. in public, period, right? And, <laughs> and so I think it's so interesting because when I started out, I had that same fear on the reverse. I thought, oh, my God, mm. I'm a baby. No one cares what I have to say. I don't have enough value. I need to wait at least 15 years before I ever advise anyone on anything. Um, and ironically, <laughs> when I showed up in a room, that was always the first comment. Wow, I love that you're so young and you're already in this work or in this environment and in this field. And so what I found is that many times the thing that we feel is, you know, our biggest roadblock, if we truly embrace it, can be our biggest asset. And so Mm. for someone like you, the new push now is everyone's like, what are these millennials thinking? What are these young folks doing? But people like me, I still need my own set of mentors because there are certain things, like I need to know the process. I need to know how to structure a corporate status, right? There are things that you're an expert in that I have no clue how to do. And I really value that expertise from you. And you don't have to be an expert at all things. If tech isn't your thing, that's fine. You can probably hire someone else to do it cheaper, easier, and faster than you could trying to figure it out. And I think there's such a push to focus on our weaknesses and double down. And if you know your strength is, X, Y, and Z, double down on that. That will be more valuable than you trying to learn technology or try to feel like you have to be good at it because, frankly, there are so many things that I am not the best (laughs) at. But if I apologize for it, then it takes away some of the credibility for the things that I am a rock star at. And so Mm. that would be my advice for you, Lorna, is to... Just own the things that you're a rock star at and mm-hmm. realize that it probably will be your biggest asset when you say, hey, I have these X years of experience and wisdom. And for all of you young whippersnappers, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you guys, you guys can, I can help you be more effective. Everyone loves to help each other. And so maybe a younger person can help you with the technology, right? digital marketing, all those things. And in turn, you can help them with some of the corporate skills or some of the skills that you have. And it'll just make both parties a lot more valuable in the long run. Wow. I'm going to repeat what Matt said. You just said a whole lot in a short span of time. Um, And, you know, you just gave me a gift, too, because I, I think what you just said is go hire a tech person, double down, it's not my expertise. It's not my core competency. It's just a point of frustration. And in some ways, you've helped me to really, I think, appreciate the feedback that I got from this individual. So I don't make that mistake. I don't worry or, or um, uh, I guess, telegraph age, but rather expertise. And that's really heartening. Um, thank you very, very much. Fantastic. Of course, Lona. Thank you. And I'd love to follow up and know how it goes for you. All right. I will. <laughs> Very good. Well, Lorna, thanks so much for calling in. You know what? I would get, I would drop the word Neanderthal. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I know, I, you know. It was just this clever way of describing myself. And what's interesting, you too, is that 
I've been describing myself that way forever. But isn't it interesting that it's now? Now that I'm at yeah. this stage that it's popping up and, and, and coming across as um, not on track, as Candace just pointed out, was really my purpose. You know, my mm-hmm. purpose is to shine a light and, and, and own um, the things I have done and the ways I can help people. And, and what you. a beautiful gift of feedback that you received there, too, and you welcomed it. So that was that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Lorna, for calling in and hope this, this brightened your day. Now you have something to chew on. Yeah. And br- no. All right. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you, Candace. Very much. Thank you. Oh. All right, Candace. Well, and wonderful. That was such a, a good springboard for some of the things I I want to bring up with you before before the show's over. The the hours going by quickly. <laughs> One thing I want to address with you because I do this with all of my guests, and that's I'm I'm such a firm believer in energy that, that you know what we bring to it in any equation with people so important and paramount. And so for you, when you think about this human dynamic of mentor and mentee, what are your thoughts on that energy piece? Yeah, I think it is one of, if not the most important thing, because you can have all the experience in the world, but if someone doesn't connect with you, if you're not excited to hop on a call with them, you're really not going to absorb all of the things that they bring to the table. And energy is so important. And being aware of it and being intentional, I think, is one of the biggest the biggest things, especially, you know, my generation gets accused of, you know, being lazy or entitled. And I think a lot of it is really just not being intentional, right? Not setting mm-hmm. a standard and saying, as one of my mentors from afar, Brendan Bouchard says, you know, bring the joy. Someone else can't make me happy. I'm going to bring the happiness. I'm going to bring the knowledge. Even if it's something I'm not thrilled about, I'm going to bring that energy and we're hardwired to mirror. So if I go into a room and everyone's crying, I'm, I may get a little bit sad. And so yeah. just being aware that we're always mirroring each other. We're figuring out how can I fit in here? How do I adjust my energy to match the room? And so especially for your audience, if they're in management or senior positions, as new people are coming in, they're constantly assessing and they're saying, what is the energy like here? What is, we say, the vibe, right? What is the vibe in here? Do I feel upbeat? Is this exciting? Are people very focused? Is it a little bit of a fear culture? That's really, I think, that word culture has a lot to do with the energy of others, especially with management. And so if there seems to be a morale problem, it'll probably transfer to all the new hires. And I think that's why when a company's really in turmoil, they start by changing the leadership. And it trickles down to every other part of the organization. Mm -hmm. So energy is definitely a crucial part in being a leader and being an effective one at that. Okay. I agree with everything you just said. And you're right. Culture, you can feel it. And you certainly, sometimes you can't describe it, but once you make a mistake, boy, you know <laughs> things. <laughs> so, but you're right. I, I, I subscribe to everything you just said there, that the energy is, it's as leaders, that's so important. Okay. I want to talk before we go to break. I want to address this thing about, you just brought it up there to millennials. So when you think about millennials being in the workforce and Gen Z and all these newcomers, I want to ask, I want to get from you, what do you believe drives high achievers in this new generation in the workforce? So I believe there are three main drivers that drive these high achievers. The first is freedom, 
right? We want to be in control of our own lives. So that could be implemented through scheduling, through more bonuses, through more feedback, through ability to submit changes or add new ideas. We want to feel freedom. We don't want to feel restricted by the organization, that it's just rote, that it's an assembly line, one way, all the time, every time, because that doesn't allow for our creativity, which really fuels what we do. The second thing is impact. We want to see the results of the work we produce. And sometimes that isn't always possible, but just bringing it as close to home, as we say, especially if you're lower in the ranks, we have more interaction with clients. Show us those testimonials, right? Give us some of those videos where we're seeing, hey, people are really happy with our services. That motivates us. We feel like we're making a positive change in our community. And the third thing is experiences, right? Money isn't it for us. We don't just want a fat salary. We want to get to travel. We want new experiences. We want to meet new people. We want to go to the conferences. We want to get to build things. We want memories that last longer than just the salary. So if someone's negotiating, think about creating a better package overall other than just compensation. I think that'll really bring in some high-achieving talent if you can outline how they'll have freedom, how their work will have impact, and how they'll get to make meaningful experiences within the company. Okay, everyone out there listening, you just heard it right there. Freedom, impact, and experiences. And I loved how you described experiences. Having memories that last, that makes such a, a, a big point. I was listening to a Brene Brown talk recently. She was talking about courage and she had this story about she was out with her daughter and they were having a, some time together and her daughter was closing her eyes and, and Brene Brown said, well, what are you doing? And she said, I'm, I'm making a mental picture. And so it really re, yeah. reinforces what you just said there. Those are the things that last. And so thank you for making this so real right now. For all of us, you know, as we think about working with different generations, that's – that was just so really on point right there. Here we are. We're at another commercial break. And when we come back, I want you, Candace, to tell us what's the biggest lesson the older generations can learn from millennials and Gen Xers. Okay, so you chew on that. And for everyone out there, go to my website, transformationalenergyleadership.com, and we will see you back here on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. 
We'll help you define the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life. Have certainty in yourself and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, welcome back. We're in the final segment of the show today. We've been talking about the power of mentorship and the real need for it for leaders to truly be transformational. And my guest is Candace Kelly, and we've addressed many dimensions about mentorship and ways in which it can be part of our routine as you engage and develop others. And here's the big one, and yourself. Okay, so I teased this up, Candace, before break. I said, I need you to come back and tell us what's the biggest lesson older generations can learn from millennials and Gen Xers? Let's go for it. So, in my opinion, I think the biggest lesson is, to be honest with you, creating more meaning. And what does that mean, right? It's sort of vague. The younger generation or the older generations, right, they want to create the biggest building in town, right? They want to build big businesses, have big houses, have big status symbols, typically. Not all, but typically. And with my generation, we're comfortable just living in a van, going, doing things. And a lot of people look at us and say, well, they're just crazy, they're unrealistic. But then what we'll do is we'll get with some buddies and we'll go and we'll take a trip around the world for a month. And people will say, well, that's easy because you don't have all this baggage, you don't have all these responsibilities. But the truth is we all make choices and we make the choice to have a lot of things, to have a lot of people looking at us and waiting for us. And really, if we're content with less in the material sense, we're comfortable taking risks, we can create things that have a real meaning for us, not just getting a fast car because it's the fastest one at the lot, but getting something that makes us feel good. Creating a business that doesn't just create profit, but that actually creates a change in the community that fundamentally impacts the people that we're working with. So I think if someone's listening and they're trying to figure out what are these young folks all about, it's really all about meaning. It really is about impact. And it's about being okay with less and doing what you have and taking a risk, doing that once in a lifetime thing and Mm. being okay if it doesn't turn out perfectly or if it isn't scalable, but just creating something that is true to us and that helps everyone, that helps the community, that helps the world become a better place. Wow, there's a lot in there. Everyone, you just heard it. Opportunities where there's meaning embedded in everything you do. And you know, you really lead to the concept of joy. When we have joy in our lives, that means that we became, we become vulnerable. We're out of our comfort zone. That's what you're saying is 
that's where you thrive. You want to have those opportunities to take risks and create some change that really have positive impact. That's where your joy comes from. Have I got that right? Definitely, 100%. Excellent. So thank you. That's awesome words of wisdom for everyone to be listening to. So so now, Candice, here's the thing. We've been talking for the past hour. We've talked about a lot of different things. And I'm going to ask you now to bring all of this together for us. What can we all do right now to make mentorship top of mind and an action and make it actionable after the, today's show? 100%. So I broke it down for us. So for our younger folks who are in the millennial crowd just starting out or early in a career, Right. Create a list of what you want, what character traits you're looking for that you aspire to be, what achievement that you hope to accomplish. Search, use the power of the web, find the people that have done those things. Right. And it doesn't have to be at a, a Beyonce level or, you know, um, a Kevin O'Leary level. Right. It can be someone in your community that you have access to and just reach out. Start with what you Observe about them, what you enjoy. People love compliments. Let them know that you dug into their world a little bit. And then just ask. People love to give back. And a lot of times people feel like they don't know where to find mentees. So if you make yourself available, they're more than likely at least going to respond or show you someone that's able to help. And then for the more experienced crowd, think about a process that's ineffective at your current company or in your current job. And then ask your employees or people that you have access to that if provided with unlimited resources, how could they make that process more efficient? And the key is the unlimited resources because we tend to only think in the now. Well, we only have this amount of money now, but if we start to think if we had everything we wanted, what could we do? We can find a way to make it happen. We can find those creative solutions that weren't often top of mind so that'd be my advice oh well there you have it and you're the and you're right for the i i I like what you said for millennials you had great advice in terms of write it down make it actionable find people find the resources and on the flip side of that when you were talking about examine your organization what's not working i have seen you know, impossible problems within organizations completely diminish by doing what you just said. Invite others, invite people who are novice, who actually have no idea, have any, like you said earlier, the curse of knowledge. When people come into a situation and they say, and you give them that problem or that challenge, without that, when that curse of knowledge is gone, it's amazing what ends up becoming a result from it. So you, you're making perfect sense there. Candace, I... Thank you so much for being on the show today. And before we go, how can the listening audience get in touch with you after the show? Definitely. I love that. I'd love to know your thoughts, what resonated with you, what questions you have. You can reach me at Mental Cement, so M-E-N-T-A-L-C-E-M-E-N-T, on Instagram under Mental Cement, also on Facebook. And if you want to shoot me an email, I love those things. <laughs> so it's mentalcement at gmail.com, good old Gmail. And so I'd love to hear from anyone or just dive into my world a little bit and see, see what else the millennials have to offer for you. Fantastic. And for all the listening audience out there, too, I just wanted to say that that Candace here is also serving and doing some coaching at a – there was a recent – 
shooting in, in Carolina. And she's down there right now working. And so, Candace, I just want to say thank you for the work that you're doing and, and putting your heart and your soul and, and being out there for others. So thank you so much awesome. for everything, for being of on the course. show and for what you're thank doing. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, for everyone out there listening, thanks for tuning in today. And as always, if you've got a question, you've got a topic, you've got a guest that you think should be on the show and would add vibrancy to our discussion, all this about transformational energy leadership, please drop me a line. You can get me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, email me at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Would love to hear your input and your thoughts. And so between now and the next time we connect, I encourage all of you, harness your positive energy, lead that transformation, and we'll talk with you again next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.